Hey everyone and welcome to the Commander's Vault. I'm JB. I'm Adam. I'm Dale. I'm Aiden. And I'm Trevor. And today we're going to be doing a little Volrath deck teching. Um, we're also going to be speaking with the winner of the Comic Vault's latest uh, Commander tournament. And we'd like to thank the Comics Vault once again for uh, sponsoring us and letting us do our, uh, our thing, our favorite thing, talking about EDH. Amen. So, so um, yeah, starting it off, we all kind of prepared Volrath deck lists. Uh, Volrath the Shape Stealer from the new, what's the sinister, what's the number of deck actually called? Uh, unseen enemy or something like something that. Something like that. Yeah, I didn't. The morph deck. Yeah, the morph really <laughs> deck. Yeah, he was one of the the periphery generals, and uh, which I I think he's a, a, a way more interesting card than just the the morph. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sorcerer snake. Um, I think we all found that a lot of us ended up putting a lot of the same cards in the deck. Uh, there's just a lot of synergy with counters, so we focused on cards that were putting counters on things and things that benefit from counters being put on things, like Bullrath himself. Um, Had a little bit of an inf Infect sub-theme throughout the group. I oh, mean, that's, it's hard to yeah. ignore. I so. mean, Infect's my whole thing. So yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, praise Phyrexia. <laughs> Hail Phyrexia. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to go start us off? Yeah, I mean, so... Obviously, you want to go ahead and put counters on things uh, due to his ability. So, uh, just for people who don't know, he is a uh, soul tie, which is black, green, blue, two, and he is a 7-5 for a creature. At the beginning of the combat of your turn, put a neg one neg one counter on up to one target creature. Um, and then for a colorless, until your next turn, Volrath, the Shapestealer uh, shape becomes the copy of target creature with a counter on it, except it's a 7-5 and has its ability. So we, so we based our, our uh, ideas around it, whether it's being able to put other plus one plus one counters on other dudes by some way, shape, or form, or using his ability to put negwa negwa counters on other things. Or just counters of any kind in general, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, nice there is thing, a... the nice thing about his ability is it doesn't have to be a negwa negwa or a plus one plus one counter. It is a counter. It could be yeah. a time counter, a loot counter, a bounty counter, whatever you, you might have. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think I think one other thing, you know, he's I think he's a an, just an amazing creature for commander. He's a three turn clock by himself. Yeah, you for know, sure. Uh, he's Agreed, a seven yeah. five, so three cracks on uh, on Volrath and you're dead. So I think that's just one of the one of the themes that I went with, especially being the in infect is just you know either make him unblockable or give him infect. You know both. Are extremely effective. You know, in fact, a two-turn clock with him. Uh, unblockable is just a three-turn clock, and you're in the perfect colors to protect because you're you're running blue, you're running uh, green, which can give a lot of single-target hexproof and you know heroic intervention, indestructible things like that. I I really think a soul tie, you know, Voltron is not off the table i think it's actually one of the best strategies to run yeah for sure yeah i agree um i think uh, and a lot of us didn't go with this route but yeah you could essentially make him a, vol a uh, voltron commander uh and whatnot um i went with yogmoth and he was the first this is the first time he's gone into any iteration of a deck whether it's <laughs> how <big> dare you <laughs> <laughs> um the yog papa is sad with you mm. Yeah, he's uh, he's good. He's that damn, he's that damn good. Yeah, for, for sure. For this stuff, he's got proliferate stapled on his card. So I mean, even if you smack somebody with a little guy like a blighted agent that's got infect, you could potentially just proliferate somebody to death. I mean, you really don't need to connect for the rest of the game potentially. No. Um, the other nice thing I find about Yogmoth is, um, let's say you're getting a little stale on your board state, and there's a few things out there. Um, maybe you've got nests of scarabs out to help you out with putting the counters on things. You can just wipe a board real quick and draw a bunch of cards to sort of reload your ability to make Volrath a copy of nasty stuff. Uh, uh, Hapatra on the same end. Yep, like exactly. You can do the same thing with Nessus with Hapatra. Yeah, for sure. Or Blowfly. Hapatra, yep, Blowfly. Yeah. Uh, all of these cards definitely found our way into all of our lists, um, for sure. We more or less are on the same <laughs> right? page about when, a lot when, of this stuff, honestly. When we sat down and decided to do, like, you know, talk about our notes on Volrath... We were just like, oh, did you use this card? Yeah. What about you? Did you use this card? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. real good. You know, yeah, everybody, sure. 
like you know things like unspeakable symbol which as every uh, black EDH player knows that your life is just a resource so pay three life to put a plus one plus one counter on something just and fantastic. it's only a three drop it's, too. yeah, yeah. It's, it's an enchantment uh, you know the effect is stackable so it's not like use this only on your turn or something like that it's always always available it's fantastic yeah, I 100% agree. Um, that made it into my list. I didn't do the blow fly um, only because I wanted to pick some other cards from it. Um, For I, those who don't know, blow fly infestation is a three drop enchantment. Whenever a creature is put into a graveyard from play, if it had a neg one neg one counter on it, you get to put something on something else. So, or a neg one neg one counter on something else. So you can use Volrath to maybe kill a 1-1 with his putting a neg one neg one ability and then when that dies you just get a free neg one neg one counter to put on something else so it sort of is a an engine in a way in and of itself uh one of the other things that i did with synergy with volrath himself is um uh, vadi ildal which is a golgari uh creature i think it's a two and a black and a green and what it does is when you tap Vadi Ildal, you make something's toughness one. So with Volrath's trigger in Vadi Ildal, you can kill anything that isn't, you know, hexproof or shroud. Yeah, that's an interesting... I'm, I actually really enjoy that you found that card. I didn't see that card at all in my research, and that is a super cool interaction for this commander. I mean, you can kill... Avacyn, yeah, you can kill Blightsteels, yeah. you can kill Avacyn. Famously, you know, one of the only ways to get rid of indestructible creatures is Neg1, Neg1 counters and things like that. And Obviously, exiling and stuff like that, but the, the fact that we are dealing with a commander who puts Neg1, Neg1 counters onto creatures, it's just a great synergy to have. I mean, people like to slap out a Blightsteel against you and try and get cheeky. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's and even cheekier when you can just be like, uh, no. <laughs> well, I mean, even with that, you can, when you declare your attack, as Volrath, you can put the neg one on their blight steel, become that blight steel, yes, and yeah. then before blocks, turn that blight steel into a you know eleven one, kill it, and then you deal lethal infect. You know, yeah, it's just definitely. it's it's pretty solid. I think one of the cards that found its way into everybody's is Forgotten Ancient. Dale, why don't you tell us about Forgotten Ancient? Yeah, it's a three-colorless, one-green creature that says whenever a player casts a spell, put a plus-one, plus-one counter on it. And then uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you can go ahead and move those counters to any creature. doesn't target anything, so you can put them on whatever you want, whether it's got Shroud, Hexproof, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, basically you get this guy out, then you turn Volrath into a copy of it, and if it makes it around the table once... Most likely, you're going to be able to move the counters off the original Forgotten Ancient onto Volrath and then swing in for lethal. Yeah, back and forth onto yeah. other creatures that you've got mm -hmm. going on. Maybe you've got, you know, yeah. a couple fatties out that you just want to be able to copy and swing in with. I mean, you don't have to get super technical with this stuff. That's the nice thing about Volrath. You, you really could potentially run, like, vanilla fatties and just some stuff that gives them counters and just turn a bunch of things into Terra Stompers, you know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. just swing at somebody. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this crazy thing. There's definitely a lot more synergy here than I originally thought. He actually was one of those commanders that I looked at during the spoilers and was like, okay. ew. That's kind of <laughs> not that good. I thought he looked good, awesome. I, I was yeah. pretty pumped as soon yeah. as I seen him. Sometimes I, mean, I misjudge cards. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think I look at certain things in a vacuum. But then when my eyes get opened at being a reasonable person, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, totally, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's he's already in, like, you know, the best colors, arguably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, honestly, he can even be a backup if you're a combo deck. Yeah, for like, sure. Like, oh, somebody, you know, extracts a piece of your combo or, you know, is, is playing just against your combo. He's a three-turn clock in and of himself. You know, he's yeah. not... He's not a you know a Tassiger or something where you're gonna need you know five turn clock. It's just like if you can if you can clock somebody with him, you know for seven commander each turn when you're you know you're all comboed out. It's late game. Everybody's spent their resources and you just have to secure the win. He's right there seven seven power. That's that's for nothing sure. to be scoffed at. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of uh, combos and creatures, while we're talking about them, this is a perfect home for the Quill Spike Devoted Druid combo. 
Um, That's something I did forget about. Yeah, I was looking and I saw Devoted Druid on a couple people's pages and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, Quill Spike Devoted Druid? That's a very easy, um, common staple infinite mana combo in these colors. So, And it's perfectly relevant. If I make my Volrath a copy of the Devoted Druid, now I have an extra Devoted Druid and somebody would have to remove both of them to stop my infinite mana combo you know what i mean so it's, it's very helpful in that regard well if you have a uh, simic ascendancy too which is yep. just an alternate win condition in itself but if you play that infinite mana you got infinite counters on your dudes which give you infinite counters on that you just win outright with that but uh with forgotten ancient too yep. every time a player casts a spell you're getting the counter on forgotten ancient and then you know, counter on Simic Ascendancy, so... I do just love uh, alternate win cons. Yeah, that, for sure. Like, any card that says, like, your opponents lose the game or you win the game. Yeah, I'm just like, doing this something, like, out yeah. of the wall. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I, it never found a home anywhere but that Hedron card that's like, if you have a Hedron on the field, in your hand, in your graveyard, and in exile, you just win. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, when did that you come out? In was battle, battle or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It was the battle block. Battle for Zendikar. Interesting. It was something alignment. A lot, he drawn alignment. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, man. But then, you know, it's it's doo-doo. It is a, <laughs> yeah. That is a hard win yeah. con to honestly, that Honestly, that's harder than the whole the gate thing where you get, you know, your ten gates on board and you win. Stuff like that. So, Dude, yeah. Golos Gates is yeah. actually Golos kind of... Golos Gates yeah. could be a Golos yeah, yeah, did yeah. change the game for that. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the interesting um, sort of synergies that I found was with the new Lazav the Multifarious from our most recent um, Guilds of Ravnica set. Um, so for those who don't know, Lazav is for a Demir, black and blue. Um, when And he's a 1-3. When he enters the battlefield, you're going to surveil one, which is an amazing mechanic, by the way. We'll talk about that another time. And then for X, Lazav becomes a copy of target creature in your graveyard with converted mana cost X, except its name is Lazav and it's legendary in addition to its other types and has this ability. So, let's say you lose one of your like really important like crux creatures, you know what I mean? Well, you don't necessarily need to cast your Eternal Witness or your Regrowth, you can just have Lazav on board, copy it, and then use Volrath to copy Lazav, and you've got your creature back more or less. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It's sort of like a graveyard recursion type thing without having to run a reanimator package. Yeah, it gives you an extra uh, eternal witness, quote-unquote, for creatures and stuff like sure. that, which this is really what it's based around. Um, sure, you have your tutors to get your stuff and whatnot, but unless you would have a problem that you can't solve and you need to waste a um, eternal witness to get back, like, demonic tutor and then go search for something else like yeah that is a way to be able to get back your creatures like your blighted agent and swing in for your yeah. effect yep. win by absolutely um i think we all decided to run skittles at the same time i didn't it's an put infect it, creatures yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I didn't put it in the list i sort of <laughs> i knew these guys would cover the infect aspect of this commander so i sort of focused more on the what what cards put counters of some kind on target creature and uh yeah skittles i mean skittles he's a great infect creature he's definitely a bane of, yeah. of tables for sure and just to clarify it's uh skithrix the blight dragon for three colorless and two black um he's a four four with flying infect for a black uh he gains haste until end of turn and then for two black you can regenerate him that's just gross yeah. it's it's i mean <laughs> That's one of the cards that I'm so surprised has not seen a reprint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly. Anything. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's from uh, Scars, yep. I believe. And, uh, you know, not even in any supplemental sets, not even in any commander stuff. And, I mean, the... I think the full's like a hundred bucks, or like. I honestly think that it's just because he's just super OP. Oh he's no way, like, dude! He's a creature. He's, not, he's, he's not, a five. He is OP. Count, let me put it to you this way: we have to we have to keep in mind the fact that the rules committee, Sheldon Mentory, and those guys they base all of their decisions as far as like power level and stuff on casual play. He doesn't see play in maybe some of the higher tier lists, maybe except in like Scion of the Ur Dragon stuff, combo jank. But at, like, casual tables, he's a problem. And I oh, feel yeah. like they keep that in mind, and they're sort of like, yeah, maybe we don't reprint this. You know what I mean? They yeah, do it for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? I bet you in the future, 
We're definitely going to go back to Frexy at some point. I mean, that's just it, – it's it's got to happen. I bet we maybe see a new Skithrix or maybe he gets a reprint. But, I mean, like, like in that. the in that vein, like, Sheldon Mennery, those guys are consulted by Wizards. Yeah. But, you know, Wizards could just print it again. That's true. <laughs> that's know, true. Like, that's very they're true. Not, they're, they're not beholden. Yeah, no, that's point. very true. I mean, how many Master Sets have come out by now where he could have had a reprint? Yeah, I'm definitely like not that. arguing that Stop point. Stop printing yeah. Sovereigns of Lost Alara. Stop <laughs> it. I pull it every set that it's in. I pull Dude, every yeah. one in the box. Please I just pulled a couple it. from Ultimate Masters. It was, it was very sad. Very yeah, sad. But he's hitting up to 30 bucks. So like, no kidding. Yeah, his, his foil's use, 90. He could definitely checked. use a reprint. Yeah, for sure. Um, um Another another guy I think we all ran is Necroskitter. Yeah, just great. It's great. Yep. <laughs> great card. Yeah. Good synergy with Yogmoth. I think a lot of this deck is like a Yogmoth deck, quote unquote. Yeah, you could. Every <laughs> deck is a Yogmoth deck if you try hard. <laughs> yeah, for um, sure. But Necroskitter, it's a colorless, a black, and a black um, with Wither. So whenever it deals damage to creatures in the form of Negwon, Negwon counters. Uh, it's a 1-4, and whenever a creature an opponent controls with a neg one neg one counter on it is put into the graveyard, you may return that card, or you may return that card to play under its owner's control. Under your control. Under, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's the big Sorry. part, is like, you steal yeah. stuff. You get it. Yeah, you want to wipe the board with Yawgmoth, or even with Volrath, with his, like, you know, the little trick with the um, the doll guy you were talking about. Yeah. Like, Vodka. you're going to get that back. Like, oh, I'm going to knock your Blightsteel to one, give him a neg one, neg one, and now I get your Blightsteel. Like, it's just super cool. And that's just a whole new can of worms. One of the other cards that I found that was pretty sweet, I tried to find a couple things that didn't just always deal with the neg one, neg one counter or the plus one, plus one counter. So there's Tetsamok from uh, Rivals of Ixalan, the Primal Death. He's the black dinosaur that we got. So for four and two black, he has Death Touch. And for black, you reveal him from your hand and put a prey counter on target creature. And you can only activate that during your turn. And then when he ETBs, you destroy each creature with a prey counter on it. You necessarily don't even need to cast him. I mean, you can just reveal him a couple times, put prey counters on stuff, and then you can use Volrath's ability to copy them because they have a counter on them again. So I thought that was a pretty cool synergy there. Um, another one I think we all have is uh, Master Biomancer. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory, but for people who don't know, it's uh, two colorless, a green, and a blue um, for a 2-4 dude. Each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional two pl or plus one, plus one counters equal to the on of... Ugh, sorry. Two plus one plus addition. <laughs> I'm getting confused okay. because he is too powerful. Okay, go ahead and explain. Each <laughs> other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter for equal to Master Biomancer's power. So that's you know if you increase his power, then they'll get more plus one plus ones. That's Which what, that's you what don't I'm even saying. need to do. I mean, just having the one counter allows you to access Volrath's ability. So you don't even you can just play him and let him do his thing, and he's good to go. He'll definitely uh, further your strategy and stuff like that. Aiden, do you have any cards that you've been looking up or anything like that you want to talk about? Yeah, so I got one you guys uh, didn't really mention. It's a Whispering Spectre. So it's a flying 1-1 Infect. And so the card reads, it's flying Infect. Whenever Whispering Spectre deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. And if you do, that player discards a card for each poison counter he or she has. Ooh. Oh yeah. So that is spicy. I like that. Um, the big home run here is that it's flying. And if you can get him if you can get your commander to fly and have infect, that could be pretty deadly. And be a seven power, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. super, for sure. That's a great that's a great card. I overlooked that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good find. Dale, what were you gonna say? Uh, I was gonna say one that I threw in my build was uh, Path of Discovery. Uh, yeah, is that the one that explores or something like yeah. that? Yep. It's like an enchantment that explores. Four mm -hmm. mana enchantment, three colorless, one green. Whenever a creature enters a battlefield under your control, explores. If you don't know what that is, it is uh, reveal the top card of your library. Put that card into your hand if it's land. Otherwise, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature. Uh, then put the card back or into your graveyard if it's not a creature. Uh, 
Yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Your dudes come in, they either get a plus one, plus one counter, or you get a land in your hand. Yeah, so it's mana ramp and furthers your strategy. I like it, definitely. Uh, for the card car draw aspect of it, um, I ran Fathom Mage. Yeah. Did anybody else do that? Yeah, I picked Fathom Mage. Um, Fathom Mage is a two colorless, a green and a blue creature that's a 1-1 with Evolve. And whenever a creature with Evolve, it, um, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, if that creature has greater power, toughness, than the creature with Evolve, it gets a plus one, plus one counter on it. So whenever a plus one, plus one counter is put on Fathom Maze, you may draw a card. So self-explanatory, yeah. get extra draw package. Um, I think another one for draw that we all decided on is Generous Patron. Yeah, um, yep, yep. Yeah. And that is a uh, two colorless green creature that whenever it enters the battlefield, it supports two, which puts two plus one, plus one counters on up to two other target creatures. Whenever one or more counters are put on a creature you don't control, draw a card, and it's a 1-4. Yeah. So there uh, there you go with Volrath. Go to combat, put a neg one, neg one counter on, let's say, JB's dude, and then uh, you get to draw a card off of that and maybe able to stack a couple, draw multiple card cards sure. during the turn. Well, real quick before we get off, off the subject of, like, the mana and stuff like that, too, um, another good couple cards are like Rishkar, Pima Renegade from Aether Revolt. Um, so basically if your creatures have 1-1 one, one counters on them, they tap for a green. Um, similarly, from War of the Spark, Jiang Yangu Wildcrafter uh, does the same thing. So he comes in with three loyalty. Uh, each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it has, quote, tap, add one mana of any color. And then his neg one puts a counter on target creature. So once again, this is something that you can do across the board, not just necessarily on your side of the board. And it supports your mana and supports Volrath's strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much the core essentials that you'll need. You get yeah. your draw, you get all your plus one, plus one shenanigans. And how you can fill it out from there is kind of how uh, your play group is kind of yeah. provided. Like, staples, things like that. You're always mm -hmm. going to want to run your general staples and stuff like yeah. that. So. And like, like, like we keep talking about with uh, Sultai being the best colors. Black having the best creature removal. Blue having the best, you know, spell interaction. You know, you can basically slap together almost any iteration of yeah, this deck honestly. and be effective just because of the colors that it's in. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Black tutors like no other. Blue controls like no other. And green, green ramp ramps. Yeah, uh, like it's literally Rhystic Studies, Staple, throw that in there yeah, for some card for sure. draw. Oh, Sylvan yeah. Libraries, while we're talking about it, yeah. I absolutely love that card. I <laughs> threw a Writer Replication into my list just because, yeah, like, yeah. man, you get some Infect guys out there just right of replicate like yeah as many times get as many creatures even out there. just a bunch of little uh blighted agents you know what i mean you got five little yeah. one one unblockable infectors do you know what i mean swinging in that's pretty gross and the fact that infect in commander is still 10 yeah is pretty <laughs> yeah. nice like yeah. it, it basically if you sit down with a with an infect deck everybody has 10 life Except for you, unless yeah. somebody else is running an infect. Basically, yeah. Please, Sheldon and the RC, do not amend the infect thing. We we need it to stay at ten. It's it's yeah. good where it's at. It's fine. Well, uh, speaking of that and whatnot, like, do you guys think it should be changed? I mean, obviously, you guys don't think no. it should be changed. <laughs> no, no. Like, no. It's I, already. I, weak. I like Commander the way it is. Infect's I don't weak. like when we go and start changing the rules weak. and things like that. I do yeah. think Infect is relatively weak, yeah. honestly. I in mean, a four-player pod? Like, yeah, like you're not infecting. Yeah. First of all, by the time you infect one player, the other three are on you, clapping you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, just, it's, it's the clapping. <laughs> like, un unless, unless you're trying to cheek out a win with like uh yeah. you know uh trying for the hordes you know sure yeah and then and then but every game after that they're gonna be like oh is he gonna try for the hordes better keep <laughs> his creatures down you know like yeah, it's for just sure. For sure. it's like sure if you're going to a brand new shop and you want to you know <laughs> make some people real mad go ahead you know play your best infect deck and then yeah, sure. they're just gonna dump on you every game do you guys uh put any uh tutor Packages in yours, like no. I put shared summons, worldly tutor, demonic tutor. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, that's yeah, all. Yeah. yeah, that's again. That's all the staple stuff that you know. You're definitely gonna run. You tutors make any deck nice and consistent. You know what I mean. Uh, shared summons is a good, nice new one. I like yeah, that one. I yeah. do like that one a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um. What about board wipes? Do you guys? 
try to put some board wipes in your decks. Um, Black, Sun Zenith. Yeah, like, Black, Black Sun Zenith is fantastic deluge. because even if you're not running it as the board wipe, you can then just put counters on everything at once for three mana. Yep. Two black and one to put one counter on everything. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I agree. I agree, yeah. like that, that opens up the availability to be able to uh, change your Volrath into anything at that point. Like, he could have a Blightsteel Colossus over there, and now you have a Blightsteel Colossus of your own. And that one's weaker. Well, yeah. No, you can no, still sub five. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the Blightsteel across from you. Body ill doll. <laughs> <laughs> one I didn't see on anybody else's list was Viral Drake. It's oh, a yeah. Oh, yeah. I like four that mana one infect flyer. It's a one four flying infect, uh, and it also has for three colorless and one blue proliferate. So it's like yeah. you got the yeah. infect, the flying, and the proliferate all Ooh. on a creature. That that allows you to run the you ping someone for one infect. And then all you have to do is control the board until you can hit. If you're running that uh, infinite mana combo, and then you're just like, proliferate, you're dead. Proliferate, yep. you're dead. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of proliferate, there's a couple good cantrips and stuff like that. Like, uh, Contentious Plan from War of the Spark, it's going to proliferate and draw a card for one in the blue. And then the classic Tezzeret's Gambit for the Phyrexian blue. Hail Phyrexia. Hail Three. Phyrexia. Uh, it's a sorcery, draw two cards and proliferate. So it's super, that's super good as well. There's a lot of proliferation antigens, especially with the new War of the Spark set that just mm. came out. Like Evolution Sage. Yeah. So, <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, for sure. I think, wasn't Pollenbright Druid in that as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Pollenbright's really good. It's, uh, I think you can choose to proliferate or um, put a 1-1 counter on something. So again, that just is furthering the strategy. It's just... And like, like even if you don't want to run a lot of the infect creatures and you... It it just allows you to run that creature, um, so then you can run your proliferation package instead of multiples of infect creatures. But um, so yeah, I think our next segment uh, we're going to be talking to Aiden, who had won our commander tournament here at the Comics Vault, and the the whole deal with that tournament was you came, you paid in, you got a brown bag, and inside the brown bag was a random uh, command new commander deck. And you weren't allowed to make any changes. You had to play the deck as it was. Which, uh, as for all of us here who are, you know, I always try to play optimized and, like, run optimal cards and stuff. So I would yeah. probably tear my hair out. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't actually get to play. But uh, we have our winner. He uh, managed to scrape out the win with, uh, what was it? The Mystic uh, Intellect deck. The Jeskai. Right? Yeah. The Jeskai? Yeah. yeah. I it, do want to mention real quick, too, that you were the youngest player of mm -hmm. all the players in the tournament. Was yeah. he? That was yeah, awesome. Really? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Cool. Sweet. Um, how many games did you actually win? I only won one. Yeah. But, but you won the last one, right? Yeah, the last so one. So a little, a quick little interjection about the way the um, you get quote unquote points in this system. So the later games, the way that um, Neil and uh, them at the Comics Vault do the matchups is the later games are weighted a little more heavily because you're playing against potentially better players and things like that. So. Winning early is not necessarily the best thing to do in tournaments here at the, at the Comics Vault. Winning the later games, like game two or three or potentially four if we have the time for it, those are the games that really are the crux that make the difference. So, Aiden here, did you tie any games? Oh, yeah, I tied. There were uh, a lot of ties, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of ties. So, we uh, played three games, and I tied the first two. Um, the first game, I knocked out the one guy, and it was only three of us, and we basically went into overtime, and yeah. we just tried it. There were a the, lot of matches yeah. that went to turns. The, the <laughs> reason, the reason why, being that these uh, these decks aren't meant to be played, you know, these aren't optimized straight out of the box, obviously. Yeah. So they are meant for a longer game in a more casual environment. So we they limited the time to what an was hour it? and an ten hour minutes. Was it an hour and ten? ten minutes. Okay. So after an hour and ten minutes, you went to turns. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with how turns works, when turns is called, the person whose turn it is right then is now turn zero, and then from turn zero you have five single player turns. So next person is turn one. The person after that is turn two continues on to turn five and uh because of the you know the lack of 
you know, explosive power of some mm-hmm. of the decks, a lot of the games just went to time. Yeah, honestly. And so if you managed to win one game, you placed. I think everyone yeah. who won one game yep. just placed yeah, because for sure. there were just the, so many ties. Yeah, the ties. You yeah. also got additional points too. If you did if one player was knocked out of the match, the remaining players would get an additional point. So if yeah. two people got knocked out of the match and two people drew, they both those players would get an additional two points. Yeah. So yeah. it it was being decisive and like killing people was yeah weighted more heavily um what did you find aiden was your main strategy to grind out the win like what what in your last game what did you so the last game my board state was basically empowered auto generator gutter snipe and um burning vengeance and burning vengeance basically says it's an enchantment and it's whenever you cast a spell from your graveyard uh, Burning Vengeance deals two damage to any target. So, Savine the Chronoclasm basically works with your graveyard, so you can cast spells from your graveyard. And I just kind of ground it out with four damage I mean, at yeah, a time. I was yeah, say, with Gutter yeah. Snipe and the enchantment on board, everything mm-hmm. you're casting is dealing four from yeah. your graveyard. Yeah, it's from it's, your graveyard. So it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Game, I mean, game two, he killed me in game two. We were in the same pod, and yep. He, dude, I felt so he, bad. He killed me. <laughs> right at the end like, of the what, game. What deck did you get? Uh, I got Geared. That's the one you wanted, right? Yeah, I got the yeah. deck I wanted. To be honest with you, I expected the Geared decks um, to be the best. Uh, they have the highest putting, board state average. Yeah, at you know, all right? times. Like, I mean, at all times, you could walk around to the six tables that we have here at the Comics Vault, and it was just full board states from the Gear Red players. I mean, my la- my last game that I played, I ended up losing. Um, I was being cheeky. I also pulled the, the Jeskai deck, and I just played each different commander each time. So first game was Savine, second game was Elsha, and uh, the last game was Pramacon, the Sky Rampart. So uh, playing against three Gear Red players and making sure that the one guy who's sitting next to me with a huge-ass board state is just swinging at me every turn didn't turn out to work so well. Um, but, yeah, I honestly thought that the Gear Red decks were going to be the ones to place. But I think you and the guy who got third also played Jeskai. Like, there were more yeah. Jeskai winners than uh, what I originally anticipated. And, yeah, and these decks, basically, um, it all depends on the player which we kind of talked about a little before this. Um, each deck basically is designed, in my opinion, I might be wrong, to fit someone's play type. So yeah, totally, totally. This is clearly works. a spell slinger deck, yeah, for yeah. sure. So what works for me might not work for the next person. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the second place player was running the Angie Precon, mm-hmm. and, uh, but he ran, he, he ran Chainer at the helm. Yes. And I knew straight out of the box, Chainer was just infinitely better than Angie. Yeah. Um, there was a loop in the deck with uh, Flare the Hatebound and Warstorm Chainer Storm. and uh, what it is Warstorm? it? Warstorm. It can either go with uh, Flare the Hatebound and Warstorm or Squee. Like oh, you yeah. pitch Squee from hand, you cast something from the graveyard. Flare the Hatebound deals its power to somebody. And then when people are, you know, constantly killing your flare, the hate bound, or, or trying to get rid of it, um, it's super easy just to get it back with Chainer's ability. And I watched it was the pod that he won was two Angie decks. One one was running Angie, the he was running Chainer, and then it was the Morph deck. And the Morph deck's low creature like power toughness, because the commander, you know, is optimized to run things with morph, yep. which are two twos. Yeah. So every time he was just flare the hate bounding, killing all the morphs, wiping the Angie guy's uh, board state, and then when everything was dead, he was just using flare to just blast yeah. people in the face. Yeah, yeah, great strategy. Yeah, and he managed to stick Warstorm Surge and the land that allows you to return your commander to your hand. So he was playing uh, yeah. Chainer Sanctum every turn, and like just. You know, smacking yeah, somebody for the gross. war storm trigger. That's pretty yeah. sweet. The loop was, like, to watch it work against two other precons was just insane. Yeah, that's like, pretty tight. The ability, like, Chainer's ability, I thought was fantastic. 
but just to see it actually be yeah. as good as I expected was just like, oh yeah, that's yeah. Good. Out of the box, um, Angie is not really. Yeah, she's definitely not the best commander to helm that deck out of the box. Uh, Adam, I think you even got the Angie deck and you switched it to Chainer as well. For that, for that specific iteration that Wizards gave us out of the box, Chainer was definitely the commander. Now, if you built a Madness deck after market and after the fact with Angie, I think she's a little more powerful. Just simply because of the card draw that's stapled onto her card. Having access to card draw in black and red like in your command zone is, is pretty good. Um, but Chainer is super awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. But we're getting off topic. We want to talk about Aiden's wins and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Well, win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> win. yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, if it only takes one win to pull it out, yeah, man, I, it? in that, like, everyone, if there was a complaint about the whole thing, it was the fact that each game did take so long. Yeah. And I don't think anyone had figured that the games were going to go that long. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to have, to, but to have no <laughs> clear winner... You know, I saw people drawing with full pods of four. Like, yeah. nobody was knocked yeah. out. Yep. It was just like, everybody My first two games, games were like that. Yep. Yeah. My first and two games were a complete four-player draw both times. And then, yeah, the last game I just kind of ended up killing myself with my commander. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think we had four wins the entire night. Yes. Yeah. Four. Yep. Out and those of, people placed. Out of mm -hmm. what? Um, there were six tables. Six I mean, six tables, tables three four, rounds. That's 18 yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. But it's crazy. I mean, you got some pretty dope prize support. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about yeah. the prizes. Thank, thank you, Comics Vault, for uh, pretty dope prize support. Absolutely, the Comics Vault's always coming at us with some great stuff. If you guys can ever make it down for these tournaments, um, find us at the com or you can find the Comics Vault at its Facebook page. Uh, Neil, the owner, is always very good at posting the events and things like that. So uh, keep an eye out. But uh, yeah, tell us about the prizes. Yeah. So um, first place winner got every precon deck they don't already have so it, say for instance if you got the Savine deck you would get the three others that you didn't get um that's pretty sweet you walked away with a full set of commander yeah, 2019 yeah totally yeah lots of staples in there and uh the biggest one was you got a uh box topper from ultimate masters which is dope yeah i mean yeah. just like the yeah. box topper, yeah. as a compulsive gambler myself, uh, you know, <laughs> box toppers are just like, ooh, this one thing that could have something amazing in it. Yeah. yeah. Or potentially a raging ravine. Yeah. <laughs> just kitchen things. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was super cool because I've never opened a, um, Ultimate Master's box topper, but I opened up Life from the Loam. Dope. And, yeah, which actually one, yeah. made me rebuild my Moldrotha Commander deck because oh, I was yeah? just Sick. like, nice. this yeah. is too good not to play. Yeah. Life from I the Loam is a great card. Yeah. yeah, Definitely a sick box topper to pull. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is one of I think they're worth, like, what, 80, 90 bucks? bucks. Yeah, yeah I looked it up. Yeah. It was 95. Yeah. Wow. More than paid for his entry fee. Um, yeah, yeah. So you're basically paying the price of the Commander deck. Um, yeah, you you get the random one like we talked about, and then yeah, the amazing prize support from the comics world. Mm -hmm. Even the guy, I think if you took second, you still got your pick of whatever was left of the other four commander decks. Um, you got packs as the times went on, good packs too. Like not yeah. even like his you know, his core twenty. We he gave out ultimate masters packs. His so. raffle packs were yeah. uh, scars of Mirrodin, uh, Zendikar, original yeah. Zendikar, yeah. and uh, ultimate masters. So. Yeah, Neil, you do us right. We love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does very good uh, prize support. I think one time we had a uh, Rebecca Gwyland as one of the. It was the Guru Land. Yeah, no, the that's Guru. Uh, Sorry. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Nelson. Yeah. Nelson. yeah, the um, Guru Swamp. Uh, we've had original artwork on like the you know eight by eleven sheet and stuff like oh, that, yeah, yeah. like for a couple different cards. Um, so yeah, he always finds a way to spice it up. Um, the tournaments are always worth coming out for. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I gotta say, if you guys ever get the chance to get an original artwork from uh, from the card, get one. It's yeah. actually a really nice piece to like hang up in your room or hang up in your living room and whatnot. Like, I got one, um, and yeah, it was the best. Best. Yeah. What piece. was yours? Wasn't yours like the? It was right of bells and lock or something. Isn't that yours? No, that's yours. No, no, no. mine's uh, mine's a print. It's the necromancer wizard. It's the one that re oh, like returns necromancer. No, no, no. It, no, yeah. it returns a wizard or a vampire from the graveyard of the battlefield. Oh, I can't okay. remember what it is. Right somebody, somebody, Blood, bloodline necromancer. Yep, that's it. Somebody did get right of bells and lock. 
Yeah. That, I think one Josh of the winners got, got that, that one one time. But no, Adam got like a horse. It was a white horse. I can't remember no. what it is. Gold no, that, that was Duncan that got the uh, okay. the old school, <laughs> the Pegasus. Yeah, that's one. right. Yeah, okay. Either way, um, card art is definitely something yeah. that gets thrown around a lot in here. So it's, it's pretty sweet. I, I really enjoy coming in for the tournaments and stuff like that. Um, is there anything else you wanted to tell us about? Yeah, so, I mean... I thought it was really fun. This is the first time we've done it, right? I yeah, think. this is the first time for Commander, like the Commander set that he's said, you know, we're not going to allow any changes. You're going to get a random deck. Like, I think mm -hmm. last year it was, you could still just play whatever you want. Yeah. The prize support was the same. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you took first place, you got one of each Commander deck, stuff like that. But, yeah, this year was the first time that it was like, no, you have to play with the Commander stuff. It was super flavorful. It was incredibly loud in here. Everybody was laughing and having a great time. Yeah, I really yeah. think I it was headache. one of the best. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Got yeah, a headache. I, I think got it was like definitely something. one of the best I'm, tournaments we've seen here at the Comics Wall. It definitely removed the disparity of money in decks. And yeah. Sure. Yeah. For sure. It was like everyone was on as level a playing field as you can get yeah. without yep. you know putting specific rules in for things. So, you know, everybody paying the same amount and getting a deck that's you know, you're not allowed to mess with. It was basically saying, you're all on the same footing, may the best players win, you know? Mm -hmm. In fact, I think the only person who really changed anything was Dale. I think he, he put in your altered soul ring and your altered command tower. I think I gave you a little shit yeah. for it. I was like, hey, buddy, yeah. those, aren't in the, those weren't in the deck. Uh, by the way, Dale's altered soul ring is uh, Sauron, Sauron's finger with the one ring on it. Ugh, absolutely yeah. beautiful. It looks, it's it's yeah. Yeah. It looks really sweet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the consensus was is just fun. A lot of people were having yeah, fun. Absolutely. I think this was a, a great idea. Unfortunately, the the time limit was the only uh, yeah. quarrel I had. Yeah. Because there was you had to come down to those few wins in order to like really define a winner for the yeah, tournament absolutely. stuff like that. But all in all, like I had a blast. Uh, I'm sure Aiden and everybody else who had a ch chance to play had uh, a blast. Um, couple of newer guys that I haven't even yeah, seen around. Yeah, we definitely got yeah. new players. Some of some of the tournaments we have here, um, the the Comics Vault meta is sort of known for um, us filthy CEDH players yeah. coming in and, and really trying to yeah. take the take the day. So I think that the fact that this commander tournament was, you know, like JB said, put on the same playing field, really the only difference is like Aiden said, it's about the player at that point. We got some new faces, which was really nice. It's great for business, and it's great for um, the Commander meta. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, next year we'll definitely we'll, – we'll talk to Neil. We'll get it so we can start a little bit earlier. Yeah, that maybe way start we could, at four you know, instead of six. Maybe yeah, have totally. an hour and a half and then go to turns instead of an hour and go to turns. Yeah, for sure. a lot of the games I did see, even though they ended in draws, it was coming down, and those last two or three turns yeah. each player yeah. was taking, it was like – Somebody could have pulled the win out if it would have yeah. went another time around the table. So, so before we um, switch to our last topic, there is one thing I also did want to mention about the tournament that I found interesting. Um, the commander from the Gear Red uh, Conclave Exile deck, Atla Palani Nest Tender, was like a powerhouse. Oh, those yeah. eggs, yeah. those eggs are not to be trifled with for sure. I mean, if they didn't have Defender, like the Atla decks would have rained on this tournament. You know I what I mean? The fact that, like, you're getting just free fatties out of your deck for these eggs. I mean, it was awesome. Like, the first the first game I played, there were two Atla Polani players. And, like, it was getting to the point where, like, the game was, you know, going Staling. on as a stalemate. So I was just straight wiping board just to get them to get fatties out and try and kill us. Like, I didn't even care. I was like, I'm probably going to die, but something needs to happen. I <laughs> like, wish so I would have you in like, my pod. At one point, I had, like six eggs out on the battlefield but then uh duncan was across from me and he's just smacking me with zatalpa in the face like <laughs> nothing i could do i'm like please Oof. look into my left like please destroy one of my eggs flip me into a flyer yeah for sure man the eggs the eggs were very cool very cool I was, that was an exciting thing to zatalpa uh, to was happen. a powerhouse in that tournament though oh like, for sure it, Zatalpa killed me in two of the pots no that I played. Wow, yeah, really? Straight to the face over and over again. I couldn't stop it. Z I mean, Zatalpa itself is the kitchen sink 
the kitchen yeah. sink dinosaur. Yeah. Is this thing that killed me was the uh, the wall, though, making the combat. <laughs> yeah. so every time I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I'm getting stared down with Zatoku. And they're like, yeah. sorry, bro. Yeah, so Pramacon. Yeah, Pramacon. Also, interesting. built it. Did Built you? Pramacon. It's sweet. It's sweet. It maybe, soon, maybe we'll have to do a deck tech for Pramacon soon. That'd be interesting. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the last the last topic that we wanted to talk to you guys about today was something that went on in the uh, EDH world in general. Um, we and our meta and our playgroup focus more on the multiplayer commander aspect, but for here at the Commander's Wall podcast, we are open to all things EDH. So we got some interesting ban announcements today for... Um, what was it? Dual Commander yeah, and French, French Commander, which are more or less the same thing. Um, it's all 1v1 Commander. So, uh, uh, JB, Adam, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about that? So, there's no role changes to the 1v1 uh, roles and whatnot, but there are some cards that did get banned. Um, Urza is now banned as a Commander. Uh, <laughs> Eureka is now banned as a Commander. Um, Arabo... Uh, Roar of the World is really? also... Really? Yeah, yeah. That was the surprise one for me. That is honestly like, yeah. a surprise <laughs> to me. I don't really find that that is a super powerful card. But maybe in 1v1 it's a little gross, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um, what'd she do? She... Arabo's got Eminence. It's like at the beginning of combat or at some point during your turn you're going to give something 3-3 three, three and trample, I think. And uh, the key thing about Eminence is you can do it from the command zone, so you don't even have to cast a Robo. So I guess I could see where that could be a little gross. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to play your commander to get a really good benefit well, off of it for a yeah. deck like that. Well, look, so it's it's there's a three, lot of Eminence yeah. commanders, too, that are banned in 1v1. Yeah, you know? for sure. Edgar Markov. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar Markov is definitely banned yeah. in 1v1 as a commander. I think that's the other interesting distinction that um, is different from our rules committee versus the dual commander committee is that... We no longer have banned as a commander. Yeah. They still yep. use that in the dual commander system. So you can still run Urza in your 99. He just can no longer be your commander. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick side thought. I love Eminence. I wish they would yeah. kind of Eminence was a cool. And, yeah. It was but, a cool mechanic. I mean, it, it, it's, an, it's an interesting mechanic, but it's also one of the things that they try to, like, they made it extremely strong. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. because of the, just as long as this card is your commander, you just get this thing. You get a value you off know, of the, it. Yeah. The, the fact that, you know, Aloro and, you know, apparently Arabo was a menace, you know, yeah. menace enough to get banned as a dual commander and uh, stuff like that. It's just, just giving free advantage, free advantage in dual commander is extremely looked down upon. For sure. You know? oh, yeah. I mean, think about Edgar. Every time you cast a vampire, which, I mean, this is a tribal vampire deck for the most part, you get a free 1-1. One, one. Like, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you can get a insurmountable board state very quickly against somebody in 1v1. And as far as, like, the, the rest of the changes, Najila also oh. got hit with the Banhammer for Commander. Uh, only... Teferi Temporal Archmage is now banned as a commander only. Hmm. And, uh, you know, out of all those bans, there's only one card that is just now straight up banned is uh, Time Twister. Good riddance. Interesting. <laughs> Shut up, Dale. How, I often you, how often do you play that? <laughs> right? I, I guess it's a nice thing. I didn't that know the Time Twister meta was that heavy. <laughs> oh, it, it's heavy around here. <laughs> I guess it's a nice thing that we got that quote unquote Time Twister. Time Twister reprint. In yeah. That, uh, Echo of Eons. Yeah. yeah. Echo of yeah. Eons. Yeah. And so. like the experimental changes, uh, Zer is now legal as, you know, in Dual Commander. Hmm. And, I never knew he was illegal. Uh, Edric, Spymaster of Trest, is now legal. Um, my f the spiciest one that I saw was Arayo Sorotami Ascendant. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's one of the uh, flip cards. Oh, Not the yeah, transform. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. flips around yeah, and... It turns 180 degrees. Arayo's yeah. Essence, which just counters the first spell opponents play each turn. Oh, gross. Oh, dude. Yeah. I saw... I was like, I might even play Dual Commander now. I wanted to build an Arayo deck forever. Yeah. That's gross. I mean, you basically have to, if you want to further your strategy, waste something. Yes. To get, like, you have to be like, well, I'm willing to waste this card. And, and if they want to interact with your stuff, they need two cards. Exactly. Every yeah. card 
is a two for one. Yeah. It's just like yeah. so good. That is super disgusting. I, I'm not surprised that that was banned at some point. Oh, it's man. interesting that they're choosing to bring that off of the ban list. It. I mean, as a as a commander, Araya was banned even back when I was, you know, yeah. playing. I was playing before the ban list, mm-hmm. but once they dropped the ban list, that was like one of the first yeah. few things <laughs> on it. It was like, wow, this is super strong, yeah. you know. But yeah. Having Arayo's essence, like I would, I'm just probably gonna build a dual commander deck. To be honest, Arayo's essence. Yeah, I, I at one point had a uh, vile smasher, uh, fierce <laughs> yes. commander deck, and though it wasn't meant to be one on one, Adam and I typically played together a lot, just one on one at that time. Um, for those who don't know, uh, um, Vile Smasher is supposed to deal damage equal to the CMC of the first spell you cost to a random opponent. Well, when you only have one opponent staring down, you know, taking nine at the beginning of a turn because I cast something fat, and then, you know, seven the next turn, five the next turn, back to seven the next... Like, you're just... It's ridiculously gross. So, I, mean, I can see why they banned that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, having your X spells be double damage exactly. is just yeah. insane. Yeah, an X burn spell, like something like uh, Red Sun Zenith. I'm going to pay Bane 10 into fire, Red Sun yeah. Zenith, and you're going to take 20. Like, yeah, yeah it's, just it's super gross. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that about wraps things up for us here tonight at the Comics Vault, or the Commander's Vault, sorry. Uh, we want to, again, thank our sponsor, the Comics Vault. Uh, thank you, Aiden, for coming on to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I wanted to say, though, before we close out of here is that uh, we are having an Arch Enemy tournament that's coming up the weekend after Eldraine releases. So, like, if you're in the area passing through here or whatever, you know, Please come play. Uh, you know, if you, don't, if you don't know what Arch Enemy is, it's basically four players are on a team and they go up against three, three players. Three players are on a team they go up against the Arch Enemy who has a uh, twenty card scheme scheme deck. deck. Does some pretty cool shenanigans. Should yeah, be pretty there's sweet. nasty schemes. At the beginning of your main phase, you put a scheme in motion. There's ones that just outright draw you cards. There's one that just straight up lets you take an extra turn. Um, I'm gonna look at your hand and play something out of it for free. Just it's it's disgusting. Um, so yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, we're really looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. But again, yeah, thank you, uh, the Comics Vault, uh, for allowing us to do this. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, I'm Trevor. I'm JB. I'm Adam. I'm Dale. I'm Aiden. All right. Have a good one, guys. Signing off.